Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Potters, happy Thursday. Daniel and I back with you previewing the week five games and their fantasy implications. As always, make sure to email us your fantasy questions at our new email address, tckpod at gmail.com, or shoot us a DM. That's a direct message on the Instagram at the Candlestick Kids with the tckpod hashtag. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. this guy right here where you have a man-to-man right here you see he gets penetration right there you know when you run away from him he's gonna run you down he's one of those guys who will get penetration yeah, he not only rambled but he rumbled and stumbled that's when you want a medicine back stuff get that back to that his hands are so big and strong in fact they get penetration on both sides there's two footballs on the field and then when they wear their powder blue uniform oh man that is it how can you lose a guy six foot five at 305 pounds? When a center goes to block you like that, you can't punch him. Daniel, good evening. How are we doing, brother? Doing good, brother. I'm freaking stoked on football so far this year. I don't know if it was was week four bonkers or what. Dude, I mean, I, think, I feel like so many of the games were just absolutely out of control. I'm pretty sure with the exception of a couple each week, week right. one through four have been bonkers. Yeah, yeah. There's just been some remarkable I games. I mean, you know, we've had, a, we've, had a, we've had a couple of shutouts. We've had a couple of blowouts. 
Um, we've had a couple of low-scoring dud games. But other than that, man, like, I mean, even the bad teams have good weeks. All of the good teams have had a bad week outside of the Rams and the Chiefs. But, um, you know, there's been a lot of kind of unsung heroes who have come to fruition, which happens every year. A lot of the big guys who got drafted in the first couple of weeks or, or sorry, the first couple of rounds of fantasy um, drafts, uh, namely a bunch of the top tier um, running backs um, are just not getting it done. So there's a lot of turnover, man. And, and this is why we do this, man. It's fun. It's 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 you know, we put a lot of time into this to make our projections and we put a lot of work into what should happen. But this is just kind of a life lesson, too, man. Like we only have control of so much and it's it's uh, important to just kind of let go sometimes and enjoy what happens. So um, that's a great call, bro. It has been really, really fun. And uh, I, I think I would expect all the same for this week here in week five. So let's get right to it, man. Let's preview these uh, week five games. We'll start tonight with uh, the Patriots coming off of a um, very Patriot-esque, uh, like, you know, we're not actually bad. Everyone needs to calm the F down game, um, just shutting down all of the doubters uh, with a stomping of Miami, um, facing off against a Colts team who got uh, beat by the Texans late. But damn, um, Andrew Luck looks good. And I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not bashful of course on, on uh, players that I've been correct on. Uh, but I'm also um, here to call myself on my own shit. And uh, I was definitely hesitant for, with Andrew Luck, um, but I could see it turning around and he looked really good last week. So we'll see, but uh, do you think he's got enough to, to take over, to take over the Patriots on Thursday night football? I do not. And especially considering uh, how banged up, uh, the Colts are right now. Everybody, uh, yeah. yeah, pretty much everybody. I mean, Marlon Mack still hurt. Uh, T.Y. Hilton looking like he's not going to play. Uh, uh, Jack Doyle still not going to play. Um, so, so they're seriously banged up. So, no, I don't think, I don't think he has what it takes. Um, the running game, quite frankly, is just sad. Uh, I mean, Jordan Wilkins, I think, is just a plotter who sort of just, um, you know, can can you know, run a few yards at a time and that's about it. Um, I do love Naheem Hines. Um, Naheem he's quiet, Hines? Quietly. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, I love these pass catching backs, man. Um, but he's, he's legit. I mean, he has, he's fast as all hell. Um, and uh, he's sort of has kind of hybrid wide receiver running back kind of flex play that, that certainly for anybody, I scooped him up off of waivers in, in our listener league and, I didn't play him last week, but man, he went off. Um, and he's somebody who's going to be constantly in the flex, uh, and possible as a flex play. But other than that, there's not a whole lot uh, to be excited about. Eric Ebron, as long as Jack Doyle's hurt, remains a uh, potential tight end one. But uh, but I certainly don't think that is going to be enough offensive firepower to do much against New England this week. Yeah, I, I think I think the Pats Pats keep rolling here, and and on on the other side too. I mean, they're a little bit dinged up as well. Of course, they're without Rex Burkhead. Uh, you know, Gronkowski's beat up. Uh, they do get Edelman back, which will of course uh, help. It's just a matter of how quickly uh, he gets back in the flow of things. Of course, he's been in the system forever, so I I, I assume they're not going to miss too much of a beat. But he hasn't played in the first four games, so we'll see what happens there. That's only going to help out Brady. Um, I think that's going to free up Josh Gordon. I think that mm-hmm. is either going to free up. Chris Hogan, or that's going to make Chris Hogan, Chris Hogan, um, disappear. So for fantasy owners that have Chris Hogan, I would keep an eye on this in the next two weeks. If Chris Hogan disappears these next two weeks, he's not coming back unless Edelman gets hurt. So, um, keep an eye there. I think that defense will come around eventually. They always start off slow and, uh, this will be an exciting Thursday night football game. And we were just talking about how exciting the, the games have been in general. Um, 
but dude, Thursday night football. I mean, the, the, the uh, marketing directors for Thursday night football definitely, uh, definitely put on their best showing this year. I think a lot of people are giving them flack for shitty games with teams that were bad anyway, with, players that weren't trying on a short week and they were getting bad games for the NFL on Thursdays. And we have had nothing but slugfests and shootouts on Thursday night football. And this, this, this one should be another shootout. I I would say with, uh, with the Colts and the Patriots. So I think this one will be a, be a fire fest. And if, if uh, luck can keep up with Brady, we'll, we'll see what happens here. So this will be definitely be interesting. And I love dude, Sony Michelle. So stoked, man. So stoked. And your boy, James White. Uh, killing it so um you know we'll see what happens with uh with the colts and the patriots so let's move on to um probably not as high scoring affair here uh the tennessee (laughs) titans and the buffalo bills the bills are home after two uh road games up in the midwest against the uh, vikings and the packers they get an easier matchup against the titans and they are at home uh do you think uh do you think the bills have a shot here you think the titans will crush them out I think that I think the Titans are, are are really starting to come into their own. They're starting to get healthy, and and the Bills, uh, you know, <laughs> the Bills are still the Bills, despite that bizarre uh, yeah, data overlook against yeah. against the Vikings. Um, uh, the Bills are the Bills. I, I think there's a legitimate case right now for for there being not a single player on the Bills that's actually worth rostering in a fantasy football league. I think that's actually a legitimate case that one makes. Um, Sean McCoy, obviously still uh, the most rosterable, but he's, he's been gross this year. Uh, he's probably not healthy. He's averaged um, just under 10 touches in three games this year. Um, if, if McCoy ever gets ruled out, you know, Chris Ivory is still around and might no. warrant, might, might warrant some consideration in, in a league, but particularly a deep league. But uh, I just, there's nothing to get excited about over there right now. Nope. I totally agree. And on the Tennessee side, man, um, you know, they're, they're winning games somehow, but they're also not, not padding the stat sheet. Uh, oh. Mar- Mariota had a nice game. Uh, this game went into overtime against Philadelphia last week. So Mariota got a, got a, a nice final drive there where he hit Corey Davis um, for the uh, final touchdown there to get the W and Corey Davis looks really good, uh, but they're not targeting the tight end at all. So the Delaney Walker spot is just completely um, obsolete the last two weeks for the Titans. Uh, their running backs have been subpar at best. Uh, neither one of them can, run the ball and uh you know we know derrick henry doesn't catch passes but Deion lewis isn't doing much either um so you know if marcus stays healthy he might be able to put up some put up some points for you uh cory davis is really the only option there for that tennessee offense too so i don't think there's much to talk about here with fantasy but uh yeah the bills to, to your point man i mean charles clay if you're super desperate but that's that's probably it there Next up, we got the New York football giants heading into Carolina. Uh, the Panthers are fresh off of a bye. Um, do you think the uh, the Giants are going to have enough here to uh, to face the fresh Panthers? I do not. I think I think like I said, the, the Panthers will be fresh. I think I think their defense is is going to be pretty phenomenal. Um, I think I expect them to shut the Giants down quite significantly. In fact, um, and uh, uh, ultimately, I think I think the Giants are kind of you know you it's funny that the offense is not you think given the firepower they have on that offense you think they'd be able to to sort of uh, accomplish more um but but i think ultimately uh eli manning just simply limits everybody on that offense which is Mm -hmm. quite sad it's quite sad to say um but uh but of course you know any any of those main guys you're still playing i mean you have Mm to you know uh, Barkley, you're playing Odell, you're playing uh, Sterling Shepard, who really emerged as 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 a as a serious mm-hmm. threat last week. 
Um, so, so, you know, I mean, for fantasy purposes, you know, you're still, you're still deploying all those guys. Uh, and, but no, I don't think, I don't think they're going to be able to muster much against, uh, against, a, I think a pretty potent Carolina team. Right. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think the Panthers come off. They've had two weeks to prepare for the giants and the giants are pretty woeful, uh, as far as just a, a complete team. Um, they can't really stop anybody and they're not putting up lots of points. Um, yeah. so I, I think the Panthers can just out muscle them here for, for a win at home. Uh, so on the Panthers side, I mean, Cam Newton's Cam Newton, McCaffrey's McCaffrey. Um, of course you're starting both of those guys. CJ C- Anderson, I hate to say it just because I was so bullish on him in the preseason, but he's droppable at this point. Yeah, um, I dropped him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I saw you do that. And then I had th- like 30 second conversation of myself of like bench him, like stash him on your bench, stash him on your bench, stash him on your bench. Nah. And I bailed. But I'll tell you right now, man, he's one of those guys that if McCaffrey goes oh. down for some reason, it that's that's what I, I'm such a sucker for that, dude. I'm yeah. such a sucker for just like grabbing a dude just in case yeah, because, right. because I've done that throughout my career in fantasy football and like seven out of 10 seasons I've played, one of those guys has hit and then you end up with an Alvin Kamara. I mean, not Alvin Kamara. He was insane, of course, but yeah, somebody, right, right. No, somebody but I mean, like but Fred, even... dude, Fred Jackson is, right, is a great right, example right. for all those years behind LaShawn McCoy with the Bills and behind um, Marshawn Lynch. Uh, in Seattle and Buffalo, um, those top guys would go down and Fred Jackson would come in for like three to five games a year, but he'd rush for a hundred yards, get two touchdowns and sit on the waiver wire. And yep. it's just kind of a, I don't know. So anyway, yeah, CJ no, Anderson, someone to look at, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and I was, I was so, so close in, in our listener league. So, so close to dropping Gio Bernard after those first couple of weeks. Ooh, um, yeah. He's been huge for me the past, the past couple of weeks with, with mixing out. So these handcuffs are useful, but, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, it's, it's tough when you're, when you, you know, need to make things happen and taking up a roster spot with somebody who's given you zilch. Um, it's tough, but. Are you considering, uh, I don't think you have any in, in the leagues that we play in together at least, but are you considering any of the uh, Carolina passing weapons as a, as a viable option this week or moving forward period? I'm not, I'm not loving their, their passing. I mean, I just, I just think, uh, I mean, Cam Newton is is proving to be somewhat limited <laughs> as a passer. He's useful as a fantasy asset, especially because, at home, which is so odd, dude. That's weird. I don't know. I don't know. He throws significantly weird. less at home, man. It's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. It's so so freaking bizarre. But um, but no, I mean, you know, I think you know Devin Funches has some talent. I think they need to integrate uh, DJ Moore a little more. I think he's awesome, dude. I think I think, he's, he's, awesome. I think he's got a lot of talent. I think he has. I think he given especially the lack of receiving upside in, in uh, a lot of the other players, I think it's, you know, he stands a very real chance of emerging as a true weapon. Um, but, uh, and, and I think, you know, Funches is startable as sort of a flex player or kind of a low end wide receiver too. Maybe that's pretty generous. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm not overly excited about anybody in that passing game. Of course I'm overly excited about McCaffrey. Um, I'm excited about their defense. Uh, but other than that, you know, it's a little, it's a little iffy. I agree. Let's move on to Miami Dolphins coming in against the Bengals. The Bengals get uh, a surprising win uh, up against uh, Atlanta last week, a, a very thrilling game there. And uh, the Dolphins again, just got spanked by the Patriots. Um, I will kick this one off uh, with the Dolphins uh, only because um, I actually picked up Albert Wilson just because I, I thought maybe something would happen after his, uh, 
little, you know, flip pass touchdown and then his uh, his passing touchdown last week. I know that's not going to happen every week, but I just thought maybe he would take off. Um, and Kenny Stills has just dropped off the planet, so I thought maybe Albert Wilson would pick up. Um, but he hasn't done much. Uh, Devontae Parker played, but he didn't do much. Um, Kenyon Drake, dude, what the hell are you going to do with Kenyon Drake? I mean, for, like he, he, like, I, I mean, he's, he's one of my guys where I'm going to wait till the end of the season to yep. bash all these dudes. So I'm not going to get in onto that high horse right now, but this yep. is what I was afraid of. We're at this point. He's suffering. The team is suffering. Um, Frank Gore led the team in yards last week with 40 plus. Uh, what do we do with Kenyon Drake, man? I think I, I it's so tricky. I think you have to hold for right now. Again, I think it's just too early. I know it sucks. Um, I mean, you're not going to drop him. You can't. You can't drop him. But like, do you try to ship him away? Definitely not startable. He's definitely not startable right now. Uh, He's he's a guy that you sit on your bench and and wait to see what happens. I still think he's got talent. I think uh, he he's one of these guys that I could just have a monstrous second half. Um, But but yeah, I mean, it's been uh, for anybody who's owned him, it's been an incredibly frustrating deal. His snap rate. Uh, went down to under 50% last week. Um, so, so he's, you know, borderline running back four right now. And that's maybe being a little generous. Dude. So he, uh, he was, he was drafted. He was drafted as a, as a kind of a, uh, you know, RB two um, and his highest carry total this year has been 14. Yeah. Um, his highest touches is 17. His most yards in the game is 53. And he scored one touchdown. The last two games against Oakland and New England, who are terrible defenses, he's had eight total carries for six total yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gross. That is like, I mean, and he's he's not hurt as far as I know, right? No, he's not. I think I think he's just he's he's failed to show the coaches anything, and and Frank. Everybody loves Frank Gore. I mean, I mean, he's just one of these guys who I think coaches love. He he still has a little bit of gas in the tank. Um. Yeah, he's an OG for sure, but like, dude, this Kenyon Drake is your future. Like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this uh, dude, don't get me started on on coaching staffs and <laughs> and, and, obs- and obsessions with with half dead veterans. But uh, but I, I will say, I don't want to say that about Gore yet. It's possible if they really keep going in this direction and Drake keeps increasingly fewer snaps, Gore could actually could sort of work his way into flex consideration. But we'll see. Um, right now, I would steer, steer clear of everybody in this offense, quite frankly, Sh- save for maybe Kenny Still. I still think Kenny Stills. Boom or uh, bust, though, man. Like, like more, big boom or bust. Yeah. Boom or bust, but in plus matchups, I still think he has, he has, a, he still has a lot of things. I think, I think he's the clear, the, the main guy in that offense. That's my sense. But, sure. um, but we'll see. Fair enough. So I just I just wanted to cover it. Basically, I think the tide has just turned from everyone being pretty hyped, and I know that you were too uh, coming in here yeah, for sure. And and rightfully rightfully so, man. They started three and zero. Everybody was on uh, uh, all cylinders, um, other than Kenyon Drake. But the receivers have gone down. And you know what? This might just be one of those knee jerk reactions because the Patriots just absolutely stopped them. Um, and you know, I, I hate to throw them under the bus. I didn't want to mention this, but I'm going to as we're burying the Dolphins. Tannehill was benched. For Brock Eisweiler. That happened. I know it's true. We're just we're gonna we're gonna move on from there. Um there's plenty to talk <laughs> about for the Bengals, uh, but we don't need to spend too much time on the Bengals. I mean, you're you're starting everybody, you're starting Dalton, you're starting Geo, uh Mixon. Although, why don't you take this away? Well, okay, really quick, you're starting AJ Green, you're starting yeah. Tyler Boyd at this point. Um yeah. 
I don't think I you're think, playing either one of these defenses, uh, but you know you could definitely use uh, Andy Dalton right now um, yep. as a as a streamer for sure. So let's yep. talk about the the running backs really quick. Um, of course, Eifert out for the season, unfortunately. Are yep. you are you? I know that in in our listener league you have Geo and Mixon. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you thinking? What are you yeah. thinking there, man? If say yeah. Mixon's healthy and Geo's healthy. Uh, are you going to play them both, sit them both, play one or the other? What are you, what are you going to do there? I definitely gonna play them both, uh, and that's just to some extent the the a function of my league. I have Chris Thompson coming off a bye, who I who I really like, and I expect him to have a big week against the Saints. Um, but uh, yeah, I, it's a tricky situation because I think even if mix and part of me, in some sense, as an owner of both of these guys, almost hopes that they they sit Mixon again. Sure. Um, until until he's until he's full strength, and that leaves Geo as the as the lead dog, mm-hmm. and he's he's been great, quite frankly, the last couple of weeks. Um, if Mixon plays, I think it's going to be a tricky thing. I think it's going to be something closer to a committee approach. Um, I think it's you know I wouldn't be surprised if Mixon eventually works his way back into that bell cow role, but I don't think it's going to happen right away. So so it, I could see if you have a lot of options at running back, I could see avoiding both of these guys if Mixon. In my team, I will not be doing that. I'll have to probably play at least one of them because I'm pretty thin at running back, to be perfectly honest. Um, but uh, but it's definitely going to be a sort of a weird situation. Definitely wait and see. Wait and see what happens. Cool. Fair enough. I agree. And with uh, with the next game here, we got the Ravens and the Browns. Uh, this is actually interesting for, for fantasy options. I think, you know, last year and, and probably the, the, the previous five years, you might have one or two options total in a game like this with the Ravens and the Browns, but not anymore. Um, yeah. the, the Ravens are, are I don't want to use loaded, uh, but they definitely have options. And the Browns, for fantasy purposes at least, uh, do have quite a bit of, quite a bit of options. So who, who do you want to talk about here? Because I'm, I'm happy to chat about either team. Uh, oh, man. I know. There's so much, there's so much fun. Uh, Choose your destiny. Ahead. Choosing my destiny. I'll go ahead and, and be a pain in the ass and take the Browns because I think the Browns are really the, the, most, the most fun. Um, for, I think we got to talk about Nick Chubb, right? Um, well, well, That's my I, man. I know. I mean, he showed, he showed just how explosive he can really be. Um, just for the record, this, this guy's a freak. I mean, he's, <laughs> I, I think he would, if it wasn't for, for Saquon Barkley, he would have been the most coveted back in the draft. And I think he would have been, been due for, for – big big stuff this year unfortunately he's kind of buried behind carlos hyde right now and that is an important point um i think i think it's i think we should pump the brakes a little bit not on nick chubb's talent but on what (laughs) Nick Chubb is going to do for your fantasy team right now uh carlos hyde's playing well right now actually quite frankly he's had a number of good weeks in a row um he's he's been a usage hog he's been getting a lot of attempts within the five yard line uh chubb is somebody if he's available in the league you pick him up right now and you stick him on your bench absolutely Uh, because Carlos Hyde has also been profoundly injury prone over the course of his career. Um, but, but I would, I would, wouldn't expect too many more hundred plus yard performances in the immediate future. Um, but certainly many of those uh, ahead for Nick Chubb. He's got well, and, 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 right. and I'm, I'm, I, I love Nick. I love Nick Chubb. Uh, but yeah. let's be honest. That's on three carries. Yeah. Uh, of course. I mean, yeah. he had, two, he had two humongous runs. So I think right. that's a little obviously exaggerated there. Um, but yeah, Carlos Hyde is playing really well. He's definitely the bell cow. You know, he's getting 20 plus carries a week um, as the Duke owner. Um, do you, yeah. are you worried about, I mean, Duke's kind of yeah. not really yeah. Duke this year anyway. Are yeah. you worried about Duke more so than, I mean, definitely not worried about Carlos Hyde unless he gets hurt, no. but are you thinking that 
I don't know. Nick Chubb definitely impressed, man. Do you think he's yeah. going to maybe creep into uh, – because he can catch and run. So, um, they're, they're not going to need three all year. Yeah, no, I, 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 I would – be uh you know we'll see if i actually end up doing this in the league but i think duke is borderline droppable i mean i said i I, I said you know last last week that i thought he was going to get a big boost from baker uh taking over over there he still could because we've only had one game you know yeah you can't really draw that many conclusions from one game but uh and i honestly i probably won't drop him this week but it's definitely in kind of my periphery right now of potentially uh, making that move at some point. Cause yeah, it just seems like, you know, what, what is he going to, you know, what type of role is he really going to have if Nick Chubb starts getting more and, and, and Hugh Jackson is, you know, said today or, or yesterday, excuse me, um, that, that he was, you know, they needed to get him involved more. So, so yeah, I'm definitely worried as a Duke Johnson owner uh, going forward and uh, Nick Chubb's probably, I would, you know, would venture to say maybe the better option the rest of the season. Right on. And, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to drop these guys. Of course, there's knee jerk. Like this guy's been pissing me off yeah. and all these other things, but like realistically Duke Johnson gets touches. He's a running back in a PPR league. You need right. running backs. You can't drop them in a standard league though. I would, I would easily, in a standard league, you probably easily, easily drop them. Yeah. 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 But in, in a PPR league though, I mean, there's just not as many guys. So he's, he's yeah. one of the, the 20 to 25 that you just at least keep on your bench. Cause you don't want anyone else to have them. Right, you know, right, right. if he does yeah, pick true. it up, you don't have him anymore. You start getting burned by your own dude. That's the that's worst. <laughs> so, okay. Um, a really quick person I want to mention is Antonio Callaway. He didn't have a great week mm-hmm. last week. I, I would hang on to him for sure if you've got him on your team. Um, he actually has – he's run only three fewer routes than Jarvis Landry, mm-hmm. who's obviously the one getting all the attention. On, on the season? Yeah, on the season. Yeah, oh, or wow. so, excuse, wow. me, excuse me, since week two. Since week two, let me clarify. Sure. Um, but, but yeah, I think he's, he's somebody we can project, uh, better days ahead, um, uh, in general, especially with Baker taking over. So somebody to, to keep in mind, uh, yeah. starting this week, if you can avoid it, but, but maybe, a, maybe somebody to hold. Uh, if you are, you know, say you have uh Jameis Fitz, Fitzmagic combo, nobody actually has Trubisky, although he did throw for six touchdowns last week. Um, but if you, if you're any trouble with, uh, with quarterback, um, you think Jay, uh, Baker's a streamer um, yes. this week against against the Ravens defense? Oh, oh, uh, I thought you meant who, who shut down who yeah. shut down Big Ben? I don't think he's. I think I think he's not a streamer this week, and that's partially actually not a not a, a diss to Baker as much as it is yeah, it's partially you know love for the Ravens D, but also I think there's potentially better, more interesting streaming options available this week. Portals, sure. uh, for example. Uh, uh, Flacco, who's Andy Dalton, Mariota, for yeah, sure. Andy Dalton, you know these sorts of players. So, so I think there's just too many other viable options. Um, okay, but yeah, it just I was just curious because I, you know, a lot. I mean, the Baker hype is still, even though they didn't get the win, man, he's he looks good, bro. He looks yeah. good at, yeah. at the. I, I'm still still holding holding strong with him and Lamar. I know Lamar is, uh, you know, not going to have as much time if he even plays this year, but Baker looks good so we'll see what happens um the rest of the browns of course you're starting carlos hyde you're starting jarvis landry uh on the raven side um speaking of streamers dude damn how about joe flacco uh i mean joe flacco is is quickly emerging uh such as andy dalton to just be an every week starter period 
I mean, there's not really a, a streamer situation. He's just good and throwing for 300 yards plus every week and chucking bombs. Um, I think another guy is John Brown. You're playing him every week at this point, in my opinion. Um, Michael Crabtree, I think, is completely matchup-based, um, who I – we'll see what happens this week with, with Crabtree and and, uh, and um, John Brown, uh, depending on who uh, Denzel Ward lines up on. Because, dude, that rookie is legit. I mean, he's, like, already – signing himself up for rookie of the year uh, yeah. at the cornerback position, dude. He like pretty much shut down Antonio Brown, at least at Antonio Brown standards. And he's taking care of everybody else as well. Um, so that would be interesting. If he tries to handle uh, John Brown on the deep routes, then he can handle Crabtree. But I have a uh, hunch that they're going to double team John Brown with two other guys and put him on Crabtree. And I think he could just take Crabtree out at this point. So that'd be interesting. Um, there's four tight ends potentially now. Uh, in Baltimore, so that's sketch. Um, what are you doing at the running back position? Oh man, I mean, I, I still think now, you now just... mind you, mind you, sorry to cut you off, but mind you, the yeah. Browns, the Browns rushing defense is legit. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I'm not loving any of their options this week. I still think just based on volume alone, you got to keep throwing Collins out there. That's my personal opinion. Um, God, do you? I think, it's just like I, I, do, I do. I think so. He's frustrating as hell. He's gonna. He's got to figure out how to stop fumbling, but. I will say this is something that that guys can remedy, and it can happen quickly. I think of uh, Melvin Gordon, for example. Absolutely, uh, sure. but uh, but I still think you're, I mean he's maybe a back end running back too, but he's still a running back too this week for me. Alex Collins is. Um, Buck Allen is going to you know be a pain in the ass because he's going to vulture touchdowns, um, but uh, and he himself is on is on like a running back three slash you know flex sure. uh, map right now. I would say. Um, but, but yeah, I still, I think if you got Alex Collins, unless you're, unless your running game is just stacked, um, I think he's in your lineup this week. That's my opinion. Okay. Fair enough. And, uh, these defenses, I mean, the Browns defense has been yeah. a nice little streaming option. Yeah. 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 I, um, <clears throat> I think, I think, I think Baltimore at this point is, is an every week defense. Absolutely. That's, that's my personal opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and the Browns in choice matchups, man, the Browns, the Browns are a good option as well. Um, they are. So they are. we can keep an eye on that game. So that'll be interesting. And uh, that'll, you know, that's a divisional matchup. So you never know what's going to happen in those games. Um, another divisional matchup the Packers head into Detroit. Uh, both teams, um, uh, you know, needing a win. The Packers got the win last week. Uh, the Lions were upset uh, kind of late in the game with the final field goal by the Cowboys. Um, this one, I think this one could be another shootout, man. We have a couple games here on the slate this week uh, the Patriots and Colts. Um, let's see the Packers and the lions, the Jags and the chiefs, believe it or not, the Falcons yeah. and the Steelers, the Vikings and the Eagles, um, and the, uh, Redskins and the saints. I mean, I think even the Cowboys and Texans potentially could all be shootouts this week. Uh, what do you think about this Packers lions game? Yeah, this, you know, it's funny. I have this weird sneaking suspicion that it's going to be not as much of a shootout as everyone thinks it will. <clears throat> um, but, but, uh, cause I think, I think the Packers defense is surprising. Um, and I think that, uh, I think that the Packers offense is, is going to be under surprising as well, like, yeah, surprising the negative. In the other, <laughs> in the other direction. not to mention the fact that they, they're probably going to be significantly undermanned. I think yeah. they're going to be without Randall Cobb, probably without Geronimo Allison as well. True. Um, and there's also the weird little matter of the fact that they still think that Jamal Williams is good. Um, so not for long, dude. Not oh, for long. As a matter of fact, I, I, I think this is this may be the week where Aaron Jones Aaron Jones claims claims the throne. But I agree. Uh, 
because he's just I mean, he's so much better. It's just it's stupid. Um, I will say much love uh, to Ty Montgomery this week, especially if those other two receivers get hurt. Um, he might be end up as that sort of, you know, wide receiver running back. Sure. Uh, he, he might run slot routes um, and stuff along the line. So, so, you know, he's somebody to, to keep in mind in a PPR league. But, um, yeah, I think their passing game is really concerning right now, especially with how many receivers they have hurt. He's basically Devonta Adams. Uh, and Jimmy Graham, or maybe his his yep. uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, only weapons this week. And Aaron Rodgers himself is is I don't think he's at a hundred percent. I think he no, may. No, bro, he's 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 definitely. I mean, he's he's definitely not a hundred percent. Honestly, I'd yeah. be surprised if he was if his lower body at least was even at ninety, bro. I mean, yeah, he had I mean, a couple. He, he had a couple scrambles. I was actually I just happened to uh, actually I think it was on red zone. I was tuning into red zone. I think it was, and they were flashing you know games like they do, and I happened to catch the Packers on a particular drive. I can't remember if they scored on this drive or not, but um, Aaron Rodgers had just scrambled for a first down or whatever. And he yeah. ran like Aaron Rodgers does. And he just instinctively like slid like baseball slid. Yeah. And, and he just sat on the field. He wasn't injured, but he sat on the right. field and two linemen came up to him immediately and he couldn't even stand up because his brace on his yeah. knee was all like out of whack. So like yeah, right, the right. two linemen had to kind of like pick him up stand him up and they had to like readjust his brace so that he could like bend his knee properly. Right, <laughs> and I was just right, like, right. dude, that is not what you need to yeah, be doing, dude. You know, like, yeah, so yeah. it's just weird shit like that. We're like, dude, he's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's like, I'm not supposed to be hobbled. This doesn't make sense to me. I need to still be playing at hundred miles an hour. So he's going to, um, yeah. but he's, he's certainly not, uh, not, you know, yeah. who, who he should be. So yeah. um, how, a question, question really quick. Um, how about uh Marquez Valdez Scantling yeah, or Equinemius St. Brown. Just going into him. Yeah. yeah I, I'm going Marquez. Based on, based on kind of as, uh, what, what I saw last week, Marquez Valdez Scantling is the guy to own. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played uh, 74% of snaps filling in for Cobb. Um, he seems to be the, the next man up. It's, especially if, if both Cobb and Allison are out this week. I think, uh, I think Valdez Scantling's on the, the wide receiver three radar. Um, Definitely is going to be, I think, a boomer bust, no doubt about it. He could lose your league flat out. Um, so if there if there are better options out there, take them. Um, or better options on on your roster currently. But he's somebody to keep an eye on um, as 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 potentially a streamer this week if if you need help. Yeah, and Equinemius uh, too is is kind of deeper on the depth chart there. But both these guys are they're both six four and six five, dude. I mean, they're both just just ballers so we'll, we'll see I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, the next I mean Randall Cobb is definitely going to be out of Green Bay next next year but you're talking about you know if, if Devontae Adams sticks around with contracts and all that you're gonna have Devontae Adams who's easily the the seasoned veteran out of that bunch Geronimo Allison and both of these cats next year um, dude that is a lethal uh, four four headed uh, receiving core who's going to have a whole year under their belt at least with Aaron Rodgers that that yeah, could be no very doubt. impressive. So okay, you're firing up Aaron jo- Aaron Jones this week with confidence. Then, uh, to be honest, I'm not firing anybody up in that running game right now with 100 percent confidence. But I think uh, I, I, li- I like Aaron Jones. I think if you're firing anybody up in that running game, it's certainly yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and, and and yeah, I think I think he's right now. Uh, I, I consider him more of a like a flex play. Um, but he's he's a pretty solid flex play, I would say. Fair enough. And uh, on the Lions side, um, you're starting your studs. I mean, Stafford, all three receivers, um, automatic, right? Have any disagreements there? Not at all. Okay. And then running backs, um, Blunt Jesus and Christ. 
Yeah, right. Blunt and uh, well, you know, like kind of. I mean, Carrion Johnson, we all can agree he's the best running back. But with Blunt and Theo Riddick, I mean, I don't think you're playing them for fantasy football. But do you fire up Carrion with with any assurity? Um, I'm I'm having to make that decision this week in uh, two of my leagues um, where I have Carrion Johnson. I put him in last week because I had uh, Adrian Peterson. Um, on uh on a buy um and it worked out he did well enough for me to to get the win but um yep. he is so much better than both of these guys dude and I, I i just hope that matt patricia can can figure that out sooner than later because he is kind of a fantasy darling just waiting to get set free yep. um and uh just so much better than these other two guys and uh looks like um they're not using the tight end position anymore at all. So they, they had, they had, they had, you know, Ebron who was hit or miss for so many years there in Detroit, but they're just not using it anymore. Therefore they're using the, they're using that three wide receiver set all the time. And um, it's just check downs to golden Tate. It's deep bombs to uh, Marvin Jones. And it's kind of everything in between uh, for Galladay. So all those guys are balling. So I, I, I mean, the lions are, are just a, a set it and forget it. Um, and I think after this week, maybe next week, I think carry on Johnson will, will um, add on to that as well as long as they let him um, play a little bit more. Uh, so we'll, you know, hopefully that'll, that'll happen, but um, you don't seem, you don't seem so confident. I, I'm well, I I'm confident in carry on Johnson. I, I am not confident in Matt Patricia, but I still think you deploy him this week. Quite frankly, I think, I think he's a, he's a mid range RB two. Um, I think he has RB one upside. Mm. Um but I, I think you deploy unless again unless your running game is just stacked um, and you have a bunch of really top tier options I think you I think you put Carry on Johnson out I think fair enough I think you stick him in there against Green cool Bay. okay that could definitely be a shutout another possible shutout here um, Jags and the Chiefs uh, do you think uh, you think Mahomes is going to have en- have enough to get by Jacksonville here oh man uh, I think. I I don't think I don't think of Mahomes as a great option this week. To be honest, I think ideally, um, you know, I think there's a number of players uh, that are that are playing against you know who, defenses that I would rather stream. Okay, really quick, who? Okay, just think of a general, you know, a fantasy footballer that doesn't spend as much, you know, nerding out as we do on this kind of shit. Um, who is going to have Mahomes? tearing it up for the last four weeks in their fantasy season, they probably don't have a backup on their team at all, sure, period. Sure. No, I mean, Who would bench him to run a streamer like, say, Bortles? Oh, definitely not not Bortles. I'm, I'm talking if you have somebody like uh, – if you're also rostering somebody like Matt Ryan, for example, against Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, I, would ma- I would consider playing him over Mahomes this week. Uh, I don't think anybody, quite frankly, would do that. Because, but I, I think honestly, I would maybe do that if I had those two. Um, I think you consider playing Philip Rivers against Oakland over Patrick Mahomes this week. Okay. Um, but, but no, definitely not. You know, Bortles, Dalton, uh, even Cousins. There's no way I'm playing those guys. Wentz, I'm not playing any of those guys over over Mahomes. But um, I just think Mahomes over the past couple of weeks has been been such an obvious like top QB. Uh, in the top three this week, I don't consider him quite that high. Dude, he's so fucking good. <laughs> it's like he's stupidly good. Dude, it's like his left-handed throw with which just which like I mean, cool, whatever. He shot, but it was a shitty pass. It doesn't even matter. The point is, he had the awareness to do it, and right. and like and even if that's an incomplete pass, that's still gangster. 
I mean, right. like to just to be chased, be chased down by arguably the best pass rusher in the league in that moment, having right. to get a first down on the road, like all of everything going on, man. And him just kind of calm, cool and collected shot, putting it 10 yards to, to Tyreek Hill to get a first down. That was the best play of the game, in my opinion, for him. That was amazing. Um he did really well. And, and uh, for the rest of the chiefs, I mean, you know, uh, you know, what do you think about, what do you think about all these? Uh, we're gonna have to talk to Curly tomorrow about, about uh, some of these options like Sammy Watkins and some other things here. He's got Mahomes, yeah. he's got Watkins. We'll see what he's going to do with all that. But like, what do you, what do you think about all these receiving options? I mean, of course they have been lights out. Amazing. All of them have been crazy, but this week against Jacksonville, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, well, well, obviously, you know, you, you start Kelsey, period, because he's a tight end, and tight right. ends, of course, as of course, a rule, apparently this year, are injured and or bad. Um, unless so, they're Kelsey or Ertz. Unless they're Kelsey or Ertz, pretty much, right? Yeah, <laughs> or, or, like, occasionally Jared Cook. Or Vance um, McDonald. <laughs> Vance McDonald, right, yeah. Of course, I never forget Vance McDonald. Shout day. out to our boy Kittle, too. But yeah, anyway, yeah. go ahead. And, and, yeah, we'll talk about him maybe in a bit, but um, – yeah, I, I still – I think – I mean, I think we've seen what Tyreek Hill is capable of with Mahomes uh, under center. I think you start Ty- – I think Tyreek Hill is just you start him every week at this point. That's yeah. my first opinion. I don't think – I don't see how you could, you could not put him in any, at any point. Um, other than those two, though, I'm definitely not loving – we'll see what happens with uh, – um, Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, excuse me. Um, but I, you know, in terms of his health, but I, I'm not going near him regardless this week. Um, that's my personal take. So outside of those two guys, uh, I, I'm probably steering clear of. of How do you feel about else. Kareem Hunt? Oh, Kareem Hunt, yeah. I mean, I mean, again, another guy that I think just based on usage, um, I, I, I don't see how. I don't think he's, you know, a top five option this week. But I still think he's a, an every week starter. No well, and I think I think what we realized because I had so many people blowing me up about like Kareem Hunt. Finally, finally, it's like, dude, you have to realize that so much of this stuff is game script dependent. Like, I don't care who you are, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah. like if Mahomes is throwing four to five to six touchdowns in a game, like, sure, it makes sense to just kind of blow out a team and run the ball to end, uh, like, run out the clock at the end of the game. It doesn't actually work like that. Because now the yeah. defense, even if they're down by four, five touchdowns, the defense knows that you're just running it and running and running it. So they're yeah. going to pack the box. You're yeah. going to get yeah. six yards on three carries, and you're going to punt every time. So, yeah. like, it yeah. doesn't automatically – this isn't Madden. You don't just get another possession to rack up yards. Like, it doesn't right. work right. like right. that. Right. So what I was think, what I was noticing in this Denver game last week is that Denver played them very well, like easily yeah. the best anybody else has played them this year. This Chiefs still came out on top. Mahomes had that magic. They crushed. Kareem Hunt went bonkers. I think Kareem Hunt went bonkers because he got all that usage and they kept right. feeding him and feeding right. him and feeding him. Yeah. And it was so close they couldn't predict Kareem Hunt and they couldn't predict Mahomes. That's what made them both better in the second half. Right. So I think Kareem Hunt has another – Probably not a great game because Jacksonville's defense is just that good. However, I think he's going to have a better game than the first three, um, somewhere in between last week and the first three games this week, because they're going to have to keep Jacksonville off balance. Because I don't see the Chiefs running away with this game at all, um, right. and and therefore I think Kareem Hunt gets a better game script here. So I think he'll yeah. he'll definitely have a better game. But I, I would not get too uh, too cocky and think he's going to pull off what he did last week against his Jacksonville defense. I mean, I mean, look, he's, he's got, he's, he's had 90% of backfield carries on the year. 
I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. he sees the man. Anybody, anybody who's doing that is an every week starter. Um, I think it's also possible if Sammy Watkins doesn't play this week, sure. possible he gets involved more in the passing game too, which I think we've seen, especially last year, we saw what he can do there. Which too. he hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't done that at all this year, and that's a, I think, to some extent a missed opportunity. It obviously hasn't mattered because Mahomes has such a cannon, but um, but he's he can potentially you know still have an impact there too. Sure, fair enough. All right, with Jacksonville, um, I don't think there's as much to talk about. Even against this terrible uh, Chiefs defense, um, they were good enough to kind of shut down Case Keenum and shut down the the you know uh, uh, Demarius Thomas and um, uh, Emmanuel Sanders last week um i i'm not i'm not deploying i mean dd westbrook if anybody for me right now even over keelan cole dd westbrook would be the dude but i'm not i'm not personally not starting any jacksonville wide receiver unless i have to um leonard fournette is out for who knows how long dude this is really uh i don't have any leonard fournette uh thankfully but to to a lot of users hitting us up kind of like what the hell do we do with this fournette situation you go buy tj yeldon yeah or you just completely forget that you even drafted him because <laughs> I mean, he's, he's in bad shape, man. This is what we were all worried about when he came into the NFL. He missed a couple games last year. It's too bad. Cause he's, he's an absolute machine, but um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with Leonard Fournette, but him being out boosts Bortles. Maybe. I mean, do you think Bortles is a, is a decent option this week? I mean, in my opinion, you know, you can fire up uh, TJ Yeldon. Um, but other than that, I mean, I wouldn't be looking at anybody else for, for Jacksonville outside of their defense, maybe Bortles, if you need a, a streamer. Yeah, I think if you need a streamer quarterback, um, I think I think you, you you know Bortles is somebody to consider uh, this week. I think he's, I mean, the bottom line is just he's thrown an unbelievable number of passes. Um, well, they and, can't and, run the ball. No, I mean he can't run the ball. Uh, they can't run the ball, and and uh, and you know that's you know just some any anybody who throws that many passes is somebody you got to consider streaming against a bad defense, especially. Um, I don't think he's that good personally i don't think he's ideally who you want starting this week but um but if you're like me and you're one of your other, your only real other option is russell wilson um you know maybe he's somebody you gotta consider yeah. um but no i mean definitely a lot of i mean you know goff rivers uh matt ryan etc etc all way better options uh even andy dalton i think sure. um but 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 Bortles is somebody you consider i think if you need him Fair enough. Another possible shootout there. Um, a game that I do not think will be a shutout here. We got the Broncos and the Jets. And, uh, I, I mean, we're getting long in the podcast as is, and we still have six, seven games. We can just maybe blaze through this game. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, you're starting Emmanuel Sanders for the Broncos. You have to. You're starting to Marius Thomas probably because you have to. Royce Freeman uh, looks like the best running back. Although Philip Lindsay is the truth. Um, what are you going to do with that backfield? I mean, I'm not playing – Keenum I don't think you need to stream him if you do I mean maybe against the Jets but I wouldn't worry about that um what do you I mean definitely the Broncos defense I would say uh but uh what do you what do you think anything to mention I don't even think there's anything to talk about for the Jets so let's just focus on the Broncos here yeah I guess the one the one sort of sleeper thing yeah I mean obviously the running game you know uh, Philip Lindsay I think is the truth I think he's uh, I, I actually think he may be the top guy to start in that on that offense right now Royce Freeman is kind of more touchdown dependent um he's so but, good though dude like i mean for fantasy for fantasy numbers and like his stats this year you're right but dude i'm telling you <laughs> i watched him for for years up here in oregon he is an animal and they just need to, yeah. to turn him loose man and he's one of those guys though like march on like he needs 10 15 20 carries to like get 
to 120 yards, but he can get to 120 yards and two touchdowns if you keep feeding him. He's not the dude to get, you know, a handoff every four plays or whatever. Like, he's not a scat back like that. But anyway, sorry to cut you off, but I mean, yeah, I'm just, I'm so high on Royce Freeman. It's very, very frustrating, especially after you see a run like the other night. They give him a little pitch. You know, he like breaks two tackles, drags the dude in the end zone. I'm like, dude, I've, I've seen this before, man. He's an animal. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, his talent level, you know, none of my comments are about his talent level. I'm thinking about his fan fantasy. Sure, sure, of course. Right now. Um, I just so, get so. passionate, man. I, I love my ducks, and he's a beast. <laughs> no doubt. Um, a, few na- a few kind of sleeper names just to think about over there. One is, is kind of a, uh, a weird one, but Jeff Auerman. Uh, who's, yeah, sure. Tight end. He's effectively, I think, I get the sense they're starting, they're starting tight end right now. Yeah, well, but, uh, Bud's gone. Butt's gone. Well, yeah, Butt's gone. I think it was originally thought that he and Matt Lacoste were going to sort of split time, but sure. Auerman, uh, I think, tied uh, targets with Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and given how messed up tight end is right now, how many injuries uh, and things like that is going on, he's somebody maybe you consider streaming um, uh, or, or, you know, if you need help or on a bye week or something along those lines. Um, the other guy who I love, my, my version of Royce Freeman on this team is Cortland Sutton. Um, I think Dude, Portland sick. is incredible. Um, and I think he's, I think I thought his breakout might not be this year, but I think it's going to be, I think he's going to break out. This I mean, year. At, at, yeah, at this point, at this point in their careers. Um, and of course, you know, Corlin Sutton's a rookie. So, you know, we're never like, he's better than Emmanuel Sanders ever was. None of that shit. Sure. At this point in their careers though, Corlin Sutton, in my opinion, is better than Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas. Yeah. I think that's probably true. Um, and he's, he's getting targets too. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's, uh, has a t- the team high. If you look at percentage of yards in the air, he actually is the most on the team and that's on fewer targets than Emmanuel Sanders. He missed a uh, deep bomb and uh, he missed a deep bomb on Monday night too. Yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So un- unfortunately, obviously case Keenum has been very disappointing and that's limited everybody's upside. I yeah. Think. But I mean, that's, that's case Keenum, you know? It is, it is. So, um, but nevertheless, he's somebody that I love, uh, wide receiver sleeper, somebody that's a stash and maybe stream uh, if you need uh, help. Uh, All right. Um, maybe maybe uh, just a quick, I mean, some players that people may not have a choice to play over. Um, Quincy Inunua, I think if he's on your team, he's, he's a wide receiver to potentially uh, maybe a flex. Um, and uh, I mean, if you're not, if you're not staying away from Blau Powell at this point or, uh, um, Isaiah Crowell, unless you absolutely need somebody, then we, yeah, we don't know what to tell you. Sam Darnold, of course, not starting. Um, now I, I just, I want to, I want to ask you, uh, cause you were the Robbie Anderson guy early. Hey. Um, what is your thoughts on Robbie Anderson? Just in that leading the team in targets last week, he had six targets. Um, do you think that they're just going to kind of have, I mean, they're going to have to throw the ball down the field eventually to like win a game, aren't they? I mean, like, is he, is he somebody to look to look at on your waiver wire if he's if he's floating out there maybe? Well, I dropped him in in all in or fold, and he was my keeper. So <laughs> no good, needless to say. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, I I don't right now. I am not looking at him. I, I mean, yes, you're right. At some point, they're going to have to throw down the field, but Sam Darnold has not shown that he can do that. No. And it's not something that they're going to do anyway, unless it's it's a sort of emergency situation. So, no, I think there's plenty of – if you look at guys that are available right now um, on just looking at, at on our listener league, guys that are on the waiver wire, Dante Moncrief, Taewon Taylor, Ryan Grant, uh, uh, Kiki Kute. I mean, you know, these are, these are 
vastly you want secure. all them over yeah sure okay yeah, just so. just a quick just a quick uh just a quick thought um I, I was just, you know, he came into the season as a wide receiver one. Obviously, he hasn't been that, and the Jets' offense is pretty woeful. Um, right. Just the thought that if you're hurting it at receiver that he might bud eventually because – but I think he's also cornered himself. Um, he was good with Josh McCown because Josh yeah. McCown was just another old quarterback who was like, fuck it, I only yeah. got 10 games <laughs> left anyway. I'm just going to throw it 50 yards. <laughs> and Robbie Anderson was good at that. He's, yeah. he's, yeah. he's good at being Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Jackson. Unfortunately, he's not good at, or I'm not saying he's not good at anything else. He doesn't play in that position to be anything else. So if they're not playing that, it doesn't bode well for him. So cool. I just want to get your opinion on that. Moving forward, um, much to talk about here in this game. Damn, uh, let's try to blaze through this quickly. Um, I'll just pick the Steelers for the hell of it. so Steelers and Falcons, uh, this game could potentially have the highest uh, highest point total of the whole week. Um, for the Steelers, uh, automatics, um, you're playing Big Ben against this uh, Falcons secondary. Uh, you're playing A.B. and Juju, of course. Uh, Vance McDonald is somebody that I am picking up and um, uh, in, in uh, as many leagues as I can. Uh, he's just been beasting out and obviously just an animal shoving people literally all over the field and running people over. So he's a, he's a machine. Looks good and healthy for now. Um, I'd be firing him up and um, James Conner, if you have him, if you're happy to play him. So, so not much to, uh, to discuss on the Steelers side. And frankly, I don't think there's much to debate on the Falcons either. Uh, yeah. I mean, the main thing just to watch is their running situation, um, whether or not Devonte Freeman plays uh, their running game has been quite uh, pitiful uh, in, in his absence. Tevin Coleman is just looking like not the player that, that I, I, I and many others thought he was going to be. Um, obviously, if, if Devontae Freeman doesn't play, Tevin Coleman is still startable as a running back, too, just based on volume alone. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and of course, all, you, know, you know, Julio, you're playing. Um, I, I, guess, <laughs> I guess you're playing Calvin Ridley no matter what. Absolutely, uh, dude. He's killing it. I know. He's, he's touched, kind of more touchdown dependent, but I don't think he's quite this good. But nevertheless, you know, he's obviously a, a big part of that offense. So you're starting. Dude, that offense is that good, though. It is. I mean, there's like, a lot like of, I think lot Calvin Ridley is that good. First of all, so I, I I disagree with you there. I think Calvin Ridley is that good, but also like Muhammad Sanu is getting fed too. Yes, so like no, I mean, true. like Matt Ryan is is playing up to the way I thought he was going to play. I'm really excited uh, to see if my prediction of him being a top five quarterback is is gonna is going to come come to fruition here by the end of the season. But he's just like, dude, he's playing out of his mind. Another 400 yards and three touchdowns last week. Um, Julio Jones 173. Calvin Ridley, two touchdowns, you know, um, that run game is not very effective. So they are chucking it a bunch. Their defense is absolutely destroyed. So they are just falling yeah. behind or having to keep pace. And therefore Matt Ryan is just yeah. throwing the ball. That's why I'm saying, dude, this game could be insane. Both these games, both these teams could be over three, 30 or 40 points. Right. Like my dude. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll, not that bold of a prediction with these two. I mean, no, no. So we'll see. I mean, there might be an over under of like 80, <laughs> which I might take the over on to be yeah, honest. Say, for, for combined points, it's not, it's not totally far fetched. So anyway, okay, cool. So you're firing everybody up in this game. Yeah, um, so. uh, how about uh, how about the Raiders and the Chargers? Um, the Raiders, you know, pull out pull out the win against the Browns, and of course, Carr goes off, and and uh, you know, uh, Carr's just. Um, Hit or miss, man. This whole this whole offense is hit or miss. Um, against the Chargers, we'll see what happens. Um, what do you think about uh, what, what do you think about this game? And you think this is you think both these games are going to have? Now here's the divisional matchup too, so you never yep. really know what's going to happen in these games. But I'll let you go first on this one. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think you're, you're, the, the Raiders have, have, if you just look at sort of by the numbers, the Raiders have been one of the worst defenses in, in football this year. So I think you're firing everybody on, on San Diego, period. Um, obviously Los Angeles, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I do it I, all. I'm never, never going to do it. I'm uh, never going to be able to get it right. I do it all the time. I just had to give you shit because I was, I was yeah. so happy somebody else did it. I had to call I can't. I, I, I do it more often than, than not, actually. It's really quite sad. Sure. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, yeah, you're, you're firing up Melvin Gordon. You're firing up, of course, Keenan Allen. Uh, Mike Williams is, is – He'll be fine, dude. He's He'll be fine. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's going to be amazing. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, there's not much to talk about over there, I don't think. Fire fair, everybody. Fair Fire enough. Everybody and on, on the Raiders side, I mean, you could take the chance on Cooper. Um, you could take a chance on Jordy, I guess. Uh, you're firing up Marshawn Lynch for sure. Um, and Derek Carr, I think, against this uh, this kind of um, depleted secondary a little bit for the Chargers, uh, who have yeah. shown signs of, of good play, but also they can be beat. Um, you could fire up Derek Carr as a as a streamer as well here. And uh, Jordan Cook or Jordan Jared Cook, um, Jared yeah. Cook, man, is uh, yeah. automatic at tight end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's automatic right now. So, okay, another um, dude. This one is another one that could just catch fire here. Uh, the Vikings and the Eagles. Um, I'm going to, I'll just, I'll go after the Vikings here and just, you know, quickly run down. Um, I'm actually, I'm going to ask you about the running back situation here in a second. Uh, You're firing up, uh, you're firing up cousins. You're firing up um, Thielen and Diggs. Uh, I'd fire up Rudolph again, a tight end, any tight end with any production, you're firing up out of necessity. Um, And I would stay away from that Vikings defense, man. I would stay away from that Vikings defense this week against Philadelphia on the road. They have just not been showing it the last couple of weeks. I, I don't care that you drafted them as their second de- uh, defense. You got to get it. It's all about it's all about what's happening right now, and it's not happening right now. So I would I would you know don't drop them necessarily if you can hold two defenses on on your uh, deep bench. I'm not anti two defenses by any means, um, especially with bye weeks coming up and all that stuff. But like, be careful, man. The Vikings are not who we thought the Vikings were going to be. Um, so. Be careful there, but uh, what's up with the running back situation, man? How are we looking on Dalvin Cook so far uh, looking into the, to the, the week? Beats me. I mean, he's probably going to play, but he's – But he's he's. But is he going to play? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, it's a good question. I, I, you know, it's funny. I usually don't put too much emphasis on these sort of things, but I'm actually just looking at and reading and watching interviews with him, and just, he just is – he looks – he's not – He I looks mean, this, down. He looks bummed. Down. Like, he knows he's not, you know. Most players, when they're hurt, they're sort of like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. And he's just sort of like, yeah, I'm messed up. Um, and, and, you know, I'm less than – I'm way less than 100%, and, you know, it sucks. And I, I don't know. To me, uh, if you can avoid it, I would avoid it. Um, if, you're, if you're thin at running back, Dalvin Cook is still, of course, remarkably talented, and, and you know, he's, he's – you know, you can not, not with one leg. Not with one leg. Um, so yeah, I I think this entire thing is 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 somebody to avoid is a situation to avoid. Okay, well let's segue over to the other running back core. How you feel about the Philly running backs? Uh, yeah, another situation to avoid. Um, quite frankly, I mean, look, uh, you know, as long as Ajayi is in the lineup, he's going to to have the majority of touches. Um, I will say he looked pretty solid after returning from the back injury that knocked him out in week three. Um, I think also Corey Clement being out helped free up opportunities for him. Sproles so, too. Sproles as well. Yep, that's right. But I think the, it's funny. This backfield is weird because I think it could actually get more. 
the healthier it gets um, because they're, you know, a Corey Clement is, is quite good. I think even Wendell Smallwood out there, you know, is, is going to vie for touches. So there's going to be a lot of frustration out there in that backfield. Um, I think uh, my sense is that uh, uh, this week I consider firing up Ajayi, but I, I, this is another backfield that I'm kind of avoiding. Okay. And I mentioned it on the Tuesday uh, podcast um, that we had a, uh, we had a follower of our Instagram account. Um, Again, uh, make sure to follow us on the Instagram at the candlestick kids. Um, We have updates uh, throughout the week and also on game days through our stories. Um, But we had a follower uh, reach out in our DMS and I was chatting with him for, for quite a while with some roster moves. And he was asking me if um, he should start uh, Aguilar or Jeffrey. And uh, Geronimo Allison was in the mix as well. And I was saying that he should start Geronimo Allison over both of them because I just wasn't sure how Jeffrey was going to be. Of course, he had a good game. But honestly, man, I told him to stay away from Aguilar. And he was, you know, kind of going back and forth of like, are you sure? Are you sure? And I'm just like, yes, dude. Like, Aguilar's good. We've seen that with Foles. But Wentz is – he's not Wentz's dude. Right. He's, he's Foles' guy. And so right. I, I'm – Again, this is not, Aguilar's not a guy that you drop. I'm not telling you to drop him, mm-hmm. but you put him on your bench. If if Jeffrey goes down again, then they're not going to have a choice but to, to fire up Aguilar. And we've seen Aguilar be good. He's a good receiver. But Jeffrey is the veteran. He's the dude that, that fucking crushed uh, through the end of the season last year and through the playoffs and the Super Bowl and all that. So, I mean, you're firing up Jeffrey as long as he's healthy and Wentz loves him but I'm concerned about Aguilar. I just want to mention that really quick because Aguilar started so hot that right. I think a lot of people are just going to kind of like keep him in the lineup, hoping that it continues. And I just want listeners to be aware that like, there's a real thing in the NFL and football in general. I mean, I remember back in high school, like certain players have certain favorite players <laughs> and Wentz's dude we've seen is Jeffrey, not, not Aguilar. So I would just be concerned there. Uh, Ertz automatic, um, obviously. And Wentz, um, uh, automatic. I mean, against the Vikings defense right now, like fire uh, I, up. I'm not firing up Wentz right now, to be honest. I, I'm really? not, not. I'm yeah. I'm not 100 sold that he's that he's all there yet. And I think, um, I'm not as down. I, I agree that Minnesota's defense is is not what people wanted <laughs> when least. they when they when they drafted. But but yeah, I I don't know. I'm not. I'm not overwhelmingly enamored. Again, I think part of that is the as a function of the fact that I think there are a lot better options this week out there. A lot of de- you know solid quarterbacks going up against bad, def- truly bad defenses. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm not. I don't think Wentz is automatic this week, and I actually don't think their receivers, even Jeffrey, are as automatic as as you're saying. I'm a little. So I know he had a bonk, you know, pretty bonkers week, but I'm a little softer on Jeffrey. I'm not saying he's not startable, but I think he's more of a flex than he is, you know, a fire him up wide receiver one or two sure um, and yeah and, and just to just to be clear i'm not i'm definitely not saying he's, an, he's a wide receiver one by any means i do think he's a wide re- wide receiver two pretty steady with uh with wentz in there and especially while the two of course let's let's be honest here they haven't been working together all off season because both right. of them have been rehabbing yeah, them been all yep. off season from various surgeries they didn't play preseason they didn't play the first three three games of the season so these guys are way behind I'm saying in the next, you know, two, three, four weeks, they start finding the gel that they had last year. I can see this being pretty solid. So, um, again, he's not, you know, he's not an automatic fire up. I'm just saying of that team, Jeffrey is the 
the pass catching option um, Word. out there. So moving on, um, Cardinals and Niners. Uh, do you play anybody from either one of these teams in fantasy football? George Kittle, <laughs> David Johnson. Play, moving on. I think, you, I think you. Yeah, I think that's 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 going to do it. That'll do it. Okay. I think everybody everybody else is is. I think um, I think Fitzgerald is still borderline playable, but I don't think it's playable with confidence. That's for sure. Fair enough. I'm I'm literally ready to move on. Are you yeah, good? Here? Okay. I don't want to dwell on that any it makes me sad. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Great. Um Rams and Seahawks. Uh this one could be an absolute bloodbath here, dude. Um although, you know, we said the same thing and the Bills beat the Vikings. I just don't see the Rams overlooking a divisional opponent on the road that frankly you know, the Rams have taken it to the Seahawks. When the Seahawks were really good the last couple of years, the Rams would be horrible, and the Rams would get up for that one game. That was their Super Bowl for the game, and they would come into Seattle and beat them. I could see right. – I, I don't think it's going to happen. I just think the Rams are far superior and just going to beat up on the Seahawks. However, this could be a sleeper game, potentially with the Seahawks at home, with the 12s and it being all loud in Seattle and all that home field advantage. If the Rams yeah. don't come out and they sleep on them like they did with Oakland – and Russell can play well and everyone's healthy enough for one game, the right. Seahawks could have a serious chance here, man. This could be a yeah. sleeper. I mean, I think I, I, I think the Rams will stomp them, but <laughs> but yeah. this this could definitely be a, a divisional game here. Um so I mean I mean I'll I'll you know, I think, you know, the Rams are automatic, I think. Uh Goff um I think is a is an every week play at this point. He's just two on fire. All three yeah. receivers, they don't have a tight end and Gurley is automatic. Um yeah, anything yeah. anything for the Seahawks? Uh fantasy I, I wise. I don't think a single player on the Seahawks is truly playable this week. I think I, I think Doug, you know Doug Baldwin's return, you know, puts him potentially on the wide receiver on the flex map, I'll say. Um and he might get stronger as the week go on and become more become more playable. He's still talented. Um, but their running back situation is one to avoid. I don't know what the hell's going on over there. Um, and the hot hand, bro. Play the hot hand. They're going to play the hot hand, which is a, it's a terribly frustrating situation. So um, for fantasy owners, that is. Um, so, so I would avoid everybody over there. Not a single person I would start if I could. Jesus. And unfortunately, uh, kind of the new hotness, uh, Disley looks like he'll, he'll be out for the season, correct? That is correct. Yeah, that's, that's too bad because he was, he was kind of a budding – Budding yeah, uh, tight end, nonetheless, which we just need more of, but kind of a budding star in Seattle, and it's just too bad to see these guys go down. So, uh, moving one, on. One thing, I, yeah, one thing really quick, quick plug for Nick Vanett, um, uh, who's, sure. who's going to be their starting tight end now, and uh, I, you know, just just as a function of, of of usage and the fact that he seems to be like he's going to be the, the starter over there, uh, he's somebody again. I, I'm big on the tight end position right now because it's such a mess. So, so he's somebody to potentially take a look at. I'm not saying he started him this week, but just somebody to keep an eye on. I, I totally agree, man. Totally agree. Jimmy Graham had a great year last year, um, and we've seen uh, Luke Wilson uh, have a good um, couple seasons, and uh, Disley was doing well before he went down. So Russell Wilson definitely likes to uh, check it down on the tight end, so I think that's a good call there. Um, next one we got here, the Dallas Cowboys and Houston Texans. Who would you like to take here? I'll cop out and take the Cowboys because uh, it's literally a team that comes down to one player, Ezekiel Elliott. He's a monster, uh, and the Cowboys seem to have realized that again. Um, About time, uh, dude. Jesus. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the hell they were doing. Uh, nobody else on that on that team is worth is worth deploying, in my opinion. I agree with you on the Houston side. Um, it's nice to see De- Deshaun Watson starting to hit his stride. Um, he's dude. 
he is not as, you know, magma as he was last year, but he is hitting his stride, dude. And we'll see. I mean, when he's healthy and he's able to do it, man, he, he was kind of Mahomes before it was cool. So uh, I'm excited to see what, what he can do uh, with a healthy set of legs and his um, receivers, man. Uh, the emergence of Kiki QT, I think, is really going to help him out. Uh, Will Fuller, of course, is kind of always, you know, uh, kind of Deshaun Jackson to a T, even with the injuries every single week. So we'll see what happens with him. And also uh, Nuke Hopkins, who's arguably one of, you know, one of the top three, four receivers um, in the league. So you're firing all of them up. Um, and I think QT is just somebody maybe on a deep, you know, deep uh, flex spot if you if you want to throw him in, but definitely somebody to pick up and look at on your waiver wire. Um, Lamar Miller, I'm not going to talk about until he gives me a reason to. And looks like we're only a couple of weeks away from uh, from Deontay Foreman coming back potentially. So um, I would definitely keep an eye on Deontay uh, Foreman. And if you have a uh, deep roster spot or an IR spot that you can just let him sit on, I would do that because I think he's going to replace Lamar Miller um, within a week or two that he comes back. I, I just, I don't think Lamar Miller's got what it takes. We've seen him get surpassed many, many times. People keep him around because of his quote unquote potential, but he just frankly doesn't do it week in and week out. So I'm getting frustrated with Lamar Miller, but enough uh, individual hate. Um, there's a lot to play uh, with the, with the Houston Texans and uh, one player for the Cowboys final game of the week, Monday night football. This should be a, a pretty solid game, man. The uh, rested, yep. rested, um, Washington Redskins come in uh, to New Orleans. Um, they've had two weeks to prepare for the Saints. And uh, outside of Alvin Kamara, the, the Saints were definitely not themselves last week versus the Giants. Um, although we know that Drew Brees is significantly uh, worse um, in outdoor games. But uh, nonetheless, uh, they, they were certainly not the Saints we're used to last week. Um, but uh, what, do you, what do you think this week? you think the Saints bounce back or you think Al Smith can uh, – can can bring in and slow down the clock and kind of slow down that Saints attack. No, I mean I think this I think the Saints bounce back in a big way. I mean I think I think you're deploying obviously Kamara, you're obviously Michael Thomas, obviously Drew Brees. Um and uh yeah, I, I, I don't think you necessarily need to start anybody else. Uh but but you know those those three are are gonna put up I think absolutely monstrous numbers. Is there another uh, one? Is there another you know what? Let me let me rephrase that. I, let me kind of step back a little bit. I think uh, Ben Watson is startable this week, uh, especially with the the injuries at tight end. So uh, I'll, I'll I'll add him to the mix. Is there another running back in New Orleans you might start this week? Yeah, you know I I don't I'm not ready to start Ingram just yet. Um, I think I want to see I want to see <laughs> I want to see what what happens. Um, I think there I think there are many other viable options that. Or, or I think would be better choices to, to throw in. I think Ingram is somebody, of course, you, you, you roster. I think he's probably ends up being startable. Um, but I, I exercise a, a little bit of caution. Fair but enough. We'll given, given, how, given how ridiculous Kamara has been. Sure. Sure. Yeah, man. I mean, how can, how can you just slow him down, dude? Jesus. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, on the Redskins side, I think, you know, Alex Smith is a decent um, streaming option this week against a uh, Saints defense that could definitely get beat. Um, and Adrian Peterson, man, fire him up. Looks like he's got an ankle tweak, but, dude, AP's like 46 years old and he just runs harder than everybody else outside of Marshawn Lynch. So I'm not worried about Adrian Peterson injuries. He's played through like torn ACLs in his career. I'm not worried about some ankle injury. He should be fine. And you're, I think you're firing him up as long as he stays healthy. Do you, do you agree? Yeah, 
I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not as big on, on, on Peterson. We'll, we'll see. I think he's a flex play. Um, ideally you have better options for your running back one, two. I think in a PPR league, I think a case could be made that Chris Thompson is actually the better option this week, um, especially against the saints, the saints when they're chasing give up, yeah. give up points to, to passing running backs. Like it's going out of style. Sure. Uh, and, and I think, I think a case could be made that he's the, the better candidate to start this week, but, but you're, your points on Peterson, of course, are noted. He's still, he's still, you know, a, he's still a threat. He's still somebody you roster and, and start, and especially against uh, bad defenses like the Saints. Fair enough. And and uh, Jordan Reed is is yeah. automatic too. Are there any uh, before we get out of here? Are there any Washington receivers that you're remotely interested in right now? Not really. I mean, I think the best one uh, is probably Jamison Crowder, but he's not somebody you I think ideally want to roll with this week. Um, you know, it's funny, the, the Washington offense seems to me like it's, it's, it's sort of better than the sum of its parts in that there's not a you. ton of fantasy relevance on, a, with the exception of very clearly Jordan Reed, Chris Thompson, probably Adrian Peterson. But, but it's, you know, they, they put together, I think, a pretty solid offensive attack that, that in real life ends up mounting to more than, than the fantasy relevance of its individual players. But I'm not enamored with any of their receivers right now. Yeah, I, I can agree with you. I think the same could be said for a team like maybe the the Broncos or the Dolphins yep. or uh, the Giants or the Titans. The Dolphins, you know, yeah, yeah. Play, yeah, players like that where they're actually like in NFL teams. They're a solid NFL team. They're getting W's. Uh, they're playing competitively. But for fantasy, um, you know, we're looking for those you know massive productions, and sometimes you just don't get them. So uh, the final note here is that the Buccaneers and the Bears. On by. That'll do it. Tomorrow, Daniel and I will be joined by Curly to talk week five NFL picks as well as check in with our fantasy teams. Remember to email us your start sit and keep trade cut questions at tckpod at gmail.com and DM us on IG at the candlestick kids with the hashtag tckpod. Make sure to follow us on the week on the IG stories as well during the weekends for game day updates. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck in week five. And for Daniel Sancato, I'm Sky Guasco and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.